I read the biography on your website. Yes. <laughs> a phrase that really leapt off the page was the idea that your work fills a void of femininity in London fashion. And I found that a really fascinating turn of phrase. And I think it's very true as well. I think your work stands alone in a city that's known for quite harsh fashion, quite hard fashion. What motivates that? Or is it just doing what feels right for you? I think it's always been doing um, what feels right to me. In, in a way, even if you go back to my work at the Royal College, it, it, um, I almost want to say it hasn't changed. Of course, of course my work's changed since I was a student. It's evolved and you move forward. But, but my preoccupation with this, this girl, this woman, hasn't changed. And it's always been very much about femininity. Why that is, I mean, I, I don't really know, but I've always been, my preoccupation has always been with kind of all things feminine and, and quite beautiful. That's always been something that's excited me. Since when I was very, very young, even when I was a child. Is it also a couture sensibility? Because I've read that you profess admiration for Charles James. Who, and also, I love that you use fabrics from Sophie Hallett. And I'm not sure if you still do, but you've used kind of Duchess satin from Tyrone. And that's a name that I remember reading couture credits from 80s Vogue. Yeah. And that's when you see Tyrone used. And it's not a name that is bandied about very much anymore. Um, how important is a couture quality to your work? It's, um, it's, in, it's, it's incredibly important. I love, I love old mills like Tironi, Clarici, Sophie Hallett. I think as a designer, I'm very cloth-based, and that always used to... That, that still really excites me. And, and as you say, like those old French 80s vogues that you see, you know, where you, you know, the beginning pages, you have all the ads for, for mills, that, and couture houses are very proud of the mills that they'll, they'll use. And, that's something that I've always found really, really exciting, the idea of using a Tyrone Duchess, you know, and, and knowing that it's um, a very small factory in Como and they use the same looms that they've used since the 1920s and, you know, everything's yarn dyed beautifully. That's, that's something that really excites me. But I think what it is, is it's the idea of something having a very kind of human hand, that idea that um, the embroidery has that real handmade element and even things like digital print I've always been interested in in the idea of using a computer or technology but in a way that it has a very human hand so even if something's been done on a machine or digitally it, it has a kind of almost like a kind of a lack of perfectness there's you know there's there's a hand to it it's very kind of human in its in its feeling I'm interested actually leading on from that to talk a little bit about the print because it's something you're really known for and a lot of designers use print but either they use prints that other people have engineered for yeah. them or they use print but you get the feeling they've not really thought about the shapes of the garment. Yeah. Whereas with you, you design all the prints yourself and the clothes you make are really technically accomplished. How do you kind of devise the prints? How is that done? Um, I've always been really interested in, in print and colour and it's something that I started to kind of do really almost accidentally. I started playing around on Photoshop and it was something that I discovered at the Royal College but, but something that I certainly got much more into after I had graduated. I did my MA in, in women's wear, not, not in textiles 
But um, again, I love the idea of creating something that's completely unique. And it's that idea, I think I'm quite, I'm a bit of a control freak. And I like to control everything from color, fit, every, every aspect of the garment I'm, I'm interested in. And that includes the surface and the textile as well. So I would explain it as a kind of obsession. But I'm, but I'm really obsessed with all aspects of the garment. Going back to that, the handcrafted feel that you talked about, um, how easy is it to translate that into ready-to-wear or into sort of commercially viable ready-to-wear? That's a good question and often one that's quite difficult. Um, uh, we do it and we just do it in very small quantities and by controlling our distribution and you can do it, um, it just costs just cost money, but but you can do it, and um, it takes and it takes time. But I think that's what, in a way, I think people want, or hopefully people need that idea that you know that dress is unique to them. And I like the idea that maybe our woman, when she buys a dress, feels like she's the only one who owns it. I think that's really important. You have a twin sister. Don't yes. You? Yes. Um, does she give you her opinion when you're designing? Um, she certainly has a very strong opinion on things that she she likes and doesn't like when the products kind of when when the garments like finished but she's not really involved in the in the creative process at all but she certainly wears my clothes and and is very very vocal about the things that she likes and also very vocal about the things she doesn't like but she's not she's um she's not involved in the company but she's certainly my my biggest fan and, and also my biggest um, critic, definitely. I was wondering, it's a bit of a convenient conclusion for a journalist to come to, but people often hypothesise that male designers imagine their female counterpart when they're designing. Yeah. Is she sort of the physical embodiment of yours? Or is she, for you, is she just somebody else that wears your clothes and gives you another perspective? My sister? Yes. Um, if I'm being totally honest, she she's not. I've always um, I've always kind of drawn the woman that that is the kind of Erdem girl. Even from when I was like five years old, I drew her in profile and and straight on, and from all sorts of different angles. I, I kind of grew up drawing drawing my muse, but my sister certainly is like a strong influence on me, and we're a strong influence on each other. Where we're so close. I'm, I'm part of her and she's part of me. You were saying you started drawing when you were five? Oh, yeah, I mean, even earlier, I, was, I just started drawing these, these kind of girls and mostly in profile and they would always have a dress and I even remember doing kind of paper dolls and my parents took me to the, the Nutcracker when I was very, very young with my sister and I remember kind of coming home and making kind of paper dolls of the whole cast and laying them out and showing my mom and my sister. Do you think that's when you first became interested in fashion at that sort of stage in your life? Yes, yeah, certainly. I, I can always remember being interested in fashion and interested in what women were wearing and how women looked, always. I even remember my grade one teacher, when she would kind of read stories in the classroom, she'd kind of sit up on the desk and she'd have these lovely skirts that were just below her knee and you'd kind of see her kind of petticoat just poking out ever so slightly, not in a kind of vulgar way, but you'd kind of see these amazing 
kind of petticoats in different colors every day and kind of with little lace trims. And I remember always just kind of being this six-year-old staring at the hem of her skirts. <laughs> um, just... I don't know if that sounds perverted. No, but. I don't think so. <laughs> talking about your sister, for me, is quite a good jumping-off point to lead into talking about the Autumn Winter Collection. Yes. Um, because you said, in part, it was based on her documentary work for the BBC. Yes, um, yeah. What were the ideas generally behind the show? Well, the, um, the one, one thing I had seen was um, the movie Alive with Ethan Hawke that was from 1993, and that came out when I was in high school. I think I was in probably grade eight or grade nine. And um, I was thinking about kind of teenage girls and, and thinking actually about my sister and, and high school and kind of the way that girls wear kind of these very fitted kind of boyish jumpers and kind of short skirts. And in Canada, they would have like usually an exposed leg, even though it's, you know, minus 30 it's a kind of teenage girl thing to do and um yeah i love i love the movie alive and the, you know they kind of crash and it's all kind of based on youth and i like the idea of kind of combining that with picnic at hanging rock and the kind of the similarities between both films it's about kind of a group of students that go missing essentially and i kind of imagined our girl kind of trudging down the side of the andes in these kind of ponchos and kind of hand embroidered kind of boyfriend jumpers and kind of schoolgirl shirts and kind of little quilted skirts. That was the kind of the initial idea. And I love the idea of these kind of uh, quilting, like maybe they'd, you know, gone through suitcases and taken loads of different clothes and sewed them all together by hand. Kind of wanted, I think because spring summer was so light and, and floral, I always feel like, for me, I like each collection in a way to react to the previous one. So if, if, if spring summer was so kind of light and optimistic, I felt like fall winter, there had to be kind of an underlying darkness to it. Um, it's an odd thing to say, but sometimes male designers' clothes can be about sort of projecting their vision or their fantasies onto women. I think Christian Dior is a prime example. Mm. You look at Dior's new look and it's it was so constrictive, and if you feel the weight mm. of those clothes, it was about him projecting these images of his mother onto, mm. onto women, rather than really finding out what they necessarily want to wear. But you're, you make clothes that women really want to wear. I mean, is that something that you're very conscious of doing? Do you know what? It's, it, it, um, it isn't. I've always kind of done what I do, and it's, it's great that they appeal to people, and I think there's always people that will like and dislike what you do. Um, but I've always, I've always just done what I do, and it's, um, it's, it's never been a kind of conscientious effort to make something that I know is going to be wearable. It's, I've, um, yeah, I've always just done, done what I do, and it's, it's, it's something that hopefully appeals to kind of a broad spectrum of of women. That's interesting, it leads on to just what I was going to say, which is, it's a question that I always want to ask designers. Yes. I've never asked anyone before, so I thought I'd ask you. Um, <laughs> as kind of a journalist who goes out, reviews the shows, Yes. do you care what fashion critics say about your clothes, or is it more important to be sort of true to yourself and true to the Erdem girl? Um, 
think I'd be lying if I said I didn't care. I do. But ultimately, you have to do exactly what feels right. And you have to go into, you know, you have to explore things that you, that you need to explore in order to move the collection forward. You're not going to be able to take everyone with you when you do that. Um, and hopefully you can take a few and hopefully, you know, the message gets across and is clear as to what you're trying to do. So I don't know if that answers your question, but if, if, I was, if I'm being totally honest, yes, I do care, of course. Because, but you can't let that rule anything that you do creatively. You have to move forward with it. And, and hopefully, like I said, you, you know, people understand it and you can take a few people with you, but it's impossible to, to please everyone. One of the things that I find really interesting about your work is, I'll go back to something that I've said about it, which maybe could yeah. be a bit pejorative. I sort of said sometimes it's a bit like an explosion in a bridal shop. It's very sort of sweet, but I don't think it's ever too sweet. Yeah. Or it's either very, very sweet to the point that that makes it a little bit off. Yeah. Or the colours are a little bit off or the, the textures are unusual or there's something about it that sort of twists it away from yeah. convention. And I think I've often confused people. I think people are like, oh, it's so, um, maybe I almost want to use the term cool. It's so not cool. How does it, how does people have, I think in particular in London, they don't sometimes understand where to place us, maybe a little bit. Um, and there certainly were collections that we did in the past. I think spring, summer, oh, oh nine was very much, that's the one we showed in the old dairy that was all about, um, it was very pastel. My tiered baby blue French lace dress with, you know, Tironi peach ribbons inserted. And it was, you know, it was a, a midsummer night's dream and it was, um, and it was ridiculous and so decadent. And that, that is, that to me is kind of subversive and interesting. And I, I was exploring things that I hadn't explored before and it was so kind of, about fabric and mass amounts of fabric and embroidery and it was, it was quite, quite laboured. But in a weird way, it was quite kind of peasanty at the same time. They all kind of floated through this warehouse and I loved, I really, I loved, I loved that collection. I don't know if you're allowed to say that. <laughs>